0: (laughs) Hello, my name is Corey Rosen and you're listening to The Story Podcast. I have a super awesome guest today, but before we get into that, I have some merchandise if you really want to support. We have stickers and we have shirts and hoodies with the logo and the first 50 guests on the back. Today I have on Mr. Silas Angelino. Silas is from Lancaster, PA. He's an introvert with extroverted tendencies and he writes music. His current project is focused more on indie, alternative, singer-songwriter-type creations. Silas loves making songs, stories, and books, movies. Life experiences are some of his biggest influences in the songwriting process. You can check him out at his current project at Linktree slash Narrow Haven Music. Silas, how are you doing today? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. So tell me... What was it when you were young that got you first into music? Was it the piano that you guys
1: had, or was it was it an album? What was it? Yeah. So the first thing that I started doing was, uh, well, my dad was a drummer, so he really um, got that into me. Like he uh, um, he would have a drum set set up, so I would really um, I've always wanted to be a drummer growing up. Really? Like, yeah. I wanted to be the drummer before anything else. It wasn't until about like when I was twelve or thirteen that. Um, who was it? Oh, it was my my uh my first pastor. He uh taught me how to play keyboard. And it was really just the basics of keyboard. And he gave me like uh a full semester's worth of of music theory and stuff like that in like a couple hours. So <laughs> he would give me like dominant chords, subdominant, like the the tonic, and it, he taught me just like chord progressions and how to do triads and, and basic stuff all within just a few hours and then I just I fell in love with the instrument. I went home practice right away. I was um I was just in love with keyboard like from the time I was uh from the time he taught me that to um I mean now. <laughs> so so yeah, um uh, I started like basically basic stuff when I was 13. Taught myself uh the rest of that. Uh, taught myself how to play guitar with the help of my uh brother and dad and then yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: So, yeah. what time did you start writing your own music?
1: Right away, like right away. Yeah, so like as soon as I knew how to play one chord, like my very first song was literally just me playing one chord over and over again and just writing melodies over it. So yeah, so right away, <laughs> basically. Um, officially, I didn't. I wasn't happy with songwriting, like my songwriting stuff. I was like, maybe fifteen. Mm. Fifteen was probably like when I first um, was. Kind of um, pleased with how I was writing, but yeah. Even now, even now, when I look back on that, like it's absolutely awful. (laughs) Like the stuff I'd written. Uh,
0: How uh, has your process changed? Do you think?
1: Oh, it's it's changed a lot. So that um, back then it was, it usually would just start with the melody and like what I was playing. Now it's like, um, or or it would start with lyrics, like for. It would start with lyrics or melody. Um, Now it's both, like together. So like when I write a a lyric, I have a a melody attached to it. So like it, the melody forms in my head, and there always has to be a lyric attached to it. Um, because otherwise it won't it won't stick for Mm. me. So um, if it sticks if it sticks in your brain, then it'll stick in other people's brain. So um, I think that really is the biggest thing that's changed for me as far as like songwriting. You know, yeah. it's,
0: it's always hard to backwrite uh, lyrics into melodies.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's true. Because, like, sometimes it'll sound, like, really weird. Because, like, you have, like, a certain syllable, uh, a certain amount of syllables for this one word. And, like, this word might have that many syllables, but it doesn't sound like it should have <laughs> right, <laughs> like it. Right, exactly. It there. But, yeah, you have to, like, yeah, you have to figure it out.
0: So, at what point did you, did you decide that you wanted to do this forever?
1: Um... Yeah, probably. Yeah, basically. at that point. At that point, yeah. So, what was your next step from there? Uh, producing, uh, making music, and getting it out there, basically, and doing it at a, a higher level. Because uh, I had, let's see, I think I had GarageBand up till I was about fourteen. Got Logic when I was maybe fifteen, and then uh, produced on there. And like, I didn't have anything—no plugins, nothing. I had just the stock. Um, plugins and like the sounds and stuff like that on there and i hate it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're not. That good. They're not. They're terrible. They're terrible. Like the piano i i have i was looking for a good piano sound for ages and i just didn't want to invest any money in it at that time. I finally bought like um all the plugins i needed when i was like 20 probably. So what are your <laughs> it top plugins? Top plugins? Currently uh the noir uh piano uh, that 's uh who is it nils from nils from 's piano plug from uh i think it 's contact or native instruments and it's it goes through the uh, contact plugin um, that one uh I also like the gentleman and uh that 's a nice upright piano sound and then alicia 's keys which is a nice uh pop like it's it's more um, bright more bright yeah yeah so I really like those um, I think those are the the best one so far.
0: Which doll do you did you use or did you evolve to? Uh
1: I still I'm still with Logic. I mean, I've I mean, it's because I grew up with GarageBand, it just was it's so easy, easy to yeah, it's, it was easy to transfer that to Logic right away. So, I've been sticking with that. Um I've still been learning it. Like I'm I'm definitely not a pro at it. I'm still very much an amateur when it comes to like producing on on Logic itself, but yeah. So- what time did you decide that
0: you were going to go to college or higher education?
1: Yeah, so uh, the f- I think I started in, in high school. So, like the, the program here, uh, the Jumpstart program here, um, allows high school students at, and as juniors and seniors to take college level classes um, from uh, just one, it's, I think it's just one three, three credit class uh, per semester. So um I started that like right away. So as soon as I was a junior in college or junior in high school. <laughs> as soon as I was a junior in high school, I started taking um those classes, like one class a semester. The first one I took was um uh what was it? Intro to worship arts, I think. Intro to what what's the one? Uh it's worship one oh one.
0: yeah, I I know it's like I can't remember.
1: I don't remember what's called, but and it changed I can't every year. Yeah it's probably, Yeah. <laughs> It is, is basically the, the intro to, like, the... The um, department, really. Yeah, really. For, like, everybody in that department. Yeah. And uh, that I think that was the pr- first year uh, Paul Thorlickson was on, and uh, I think he was co-teaching with Ryan Shank. And um, that was when, like, that class itself uh, really put the nail in the coffin that I was coming here, like, for sure. Because I, I loved the people there. I loved the staff and... As soon as I took that class, I just wanted to be a part of the program right away. So um, I graduated high school, came here right away, um, and yeah, that's that's where it's been. So
0: you also you are also a Christian. Yes. How did you balance? Because uh, you you talk about you have two different. Uh, you got going on here. You're a Christian and mm-hmm. you love worship. Yeah. You sound like Phil Wickham. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've been told
2: <telling> this <laughs> so many times. <laughs> I,
0: and uh, you also want to write pop. How, yeah. do, how does that intermingle or separate each other?
1: Sure. So um, I really love writing. Um, I like b- writing for both. Um, it's tough to unite the two. And, and some artists do that very well. Uh, for me, it's been I started out writing um, like uh, story songs with uh like most of it is either breakup or love songs um and there's just so much uh beauty in that and there's a lot of redemptive storytelling in that as well, mm-hmm. but um isn't it's not explicitly Christian like you right. can't you can't tell uh um like because it doesn't say Jesus or the Lord but it's um it's a, I think it's beautiful art and that was like. I gravitated towards that right away because of who I was listening to. Um, for me, worship music was—it seemed too easy to get into as like a um, as a popular artist. For me, like okay, so <laughs> I have a whole thing about I I've, I really don't like where the Christian celebrity culture is currently, and I've I did not want to become a Christian celebrity. If that makes sense, I didn't want to become the next Phil Wickham. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get in. I didn't want people to idolize me because of the music I was making. I wanted to make music to glorify God and make music for the church, but do so in a way that didn't put all the attention on myself. Does that make Mm, sense?
0: No, that's that's the whole uh, battle of the worship leader, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so that's why why I decided to just make like indie pop, singer songwriter stuff, and put that out. As um, as a project, like as an actual way to possibly make money, or like use that as my potential career, and not as a uh, worship leader trying to make money only by writing worship music. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's why, that's why it's separated like that. <laughs> oh,
0: that's it's mean, interesting because uh, on the one hand, you have the question: Does the worship music released anywhere? My worship music? Yeah,
1: it's not currently no. And, so, and that's part of the reason why. Yes, exactly.
0: So uh that's really interesting because you have some banger worship songs. <laughs> <laughs> well
1: thank you. But yeah, that's that's the reason why.
0: Right. Um so tell me about why you you said you you think it's great art, the wor- the the breakup, the sad boy songs. Sure, yeah. Is that also because of where your voice lands or have you tried
1: Yeah, it can be. Yeah, so like my voice can be very similar to like uh let's see. The style that I've been going for has been more of a um, that kind of style with just singer-songwriter. And it's really uh, – who sings, who sings a lot like that? Sleeping At Last, uh, Phineas. Um, like, you know, sad singer-songwriter kind of stuff. It, is, sound, it sounds like is, the
0: slower Ed Sheeran kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah,
1: bit. yeah, a bit like that. I, yeah, so I think that's why my voice tends more towards that style. I kind of tried i wanted to try out um like uh what was it alternative indie rock so like more more uh more of the side of coin and bad sons and uh man man I'm blanking on on these names now coin who's another was another uh oh uh colony house um and I wanted to go for that route but I didn't have a band <laughs> and that's usually Fair enough. Yeah. So like the solo solo singer songwriters typically tend more towards the, um, the sadder and quieter and more mellow kind of stuff. And that's kind of where I just fit in. And yeah.
0: So tell me about the, we have one of your songs lined up lying to myself.
1: Yeah. So lying to myself, uh, that one started out, uh, when did I start writing? that? I think like late last year and, uh, that one just started out with like that 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 guitar progression of uh, the finger picking, super simple. But then I uh, came up with that first line, those first two lines, the lyrics were, um, first of all, I miss you. Secondly, I never want to see your face again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is good. I got to build off of this. So I just basically made up a whole story about uh, this guy who was, um, who had, is struggling to move on from a very, very, um, uh, a narcissistic kind of person Mm. um, who it was basically just a toxic relationship. I'm I'm trying to think of how I described it. But yeah, that kind of relationship. And yeah, that's,
0: it's someone who you're drawn to, but you know, it's not healthy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: exactly. Uh, Manipulative. Manipulative. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So So,
0: tell me about the compositional process.
1: So I started out with the, uh, with that, just the guitar. um, And I, wasn't sure how to build it uh, from there, but then I heard uh, some. There were some songs that really inspired me. It was, uh, what was it? This one song by Dean Lewis. Um, I think it was Waves. Uh, Waves by Dean Lewis, and um, another song by uh, Lewis Capaldi. I think it was Hold Me While You Wait. But uh, yeah, so that singer-songwriter stuff with like the big toms and like the snare, um, really open and anthemic um anthemic yes anthemic
0: so that's a word i've ever heard <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's just like that it starts out really soft and really to slow. the wall of sound yeah to the wall of sound where you're gotcha. just like yeah yeah and you just want to scream it so um yeah it got to that point and uh it was just a beautifully um like my producer he came up with the idea of using that uh uh, the the ooh part that you'll see that you'll hear in the bridge and bring it over past the uh, right after the first chorus. I was like, oh, that's brilliant! That's brilliant, and it's like and it brings back and it ties everything together. Um, and yeah, that's it's it starts out with that really slow just the guitar and then builds into that hugeness and then dies back down. And yeah, it goes from really intimate to really you know anthemic to back down to intimate again.
0: And with that said, this is Lying to Myself by, uh,
1: is it New Haven Project?
0: Narrowhaven. Narrowhaven. Haven. There it is. Yeah.
1: First of all, I miss you.
2: And secondly, I never want to see your face again. I get that it makes no sense. But I've been trying to forget that I remember you exist I'm just exhausted cause you said you needed me And I took that way too seriously So forgive me for saying I'm sorry I don't need nobody except maybe a true love if I don't love anyone else Maybe it's time that I start lying to myself I'll make another playlist With words I'd say directly to your face if I was brave enough, but instead I will give it a title that matches yours Listen with my headphones in And wonder what I'm crying for I'm just exhausted Cause you said you needed me And I took that way too seriously So forgive me for saying I'm sorry I don't need nobody Except maybe you Oh, is it true love? Lying to my I'm afraid of the truth So forgive me for saying I'm sorry I don't need nobody except maybe you Is it true love if I don't love anyone else? Maybe it's time that I stop lying to myself
0: and that was Lying to Myself by Narrowhaven. So tell me about the, the process of starting that project. What did you have to do? Uh, what was the line to having this idea and making it full-fledged, getting a producer and all that jazz?
1: Yeah, so um, I've been with uh, John Sandbrick slash Thornwall Studios. Um, his project, uh, he moved to Rock Lititz now. So he's got a studio over there now. Uh, I've been him with him since he was... Um, Let's see. I think it's about two years now, and um, yeah, he's just a phenomenal producer. He does vocals really well. Clearly. And I've, I've been yeah. I was I was looking for a guy that actually knows how to um, mix and uh, um, make my voice as clear as I wanted it to be, and it's just hit phenomenal work. Like I keep going back to him. He's done amazing work. Um, he's he's helped with a lot of projects. Um, ever since Scared, I think, was the first one I did with him. And, yeah, so he's got, um, he's just got the the intuition as well for, like, the um, the sound that I'm, I've been going for. And that just really helped when I was starting out, like, the recording process and the tracking. Um, yeah, he's just got, he's good. He's good at what he does.
0: Why is it called Narrowhaven?
1: My project, yeah. Narrow Haven. So that's a uh, there's a place in uh, it's the book, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader from the Chronicles of Narnia. There's this place called Narrow Haven, and it's this place um, that uh, who, who went there? So it was King Caspian, uh, Edmund, Lucy, and Eustace. They all went there and uh, discovered this slave trading business, and actually were enslaved um, from it, and because they didn't realize who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they went through this uh really rough time there, but then the one guy who had bought Caspian as a slave he rec- he recognized him and realized who he was and um and then uh King Caspian came through and basically eradicated the whole slave trading business, he made everything right and uh and yeah, it just. It just made everything right, basically. So I really, I really liked that analogy for how when Jesus came to earth as a person that they didn't recognize, and and then when he's coming back, he will like... Wipe it clean, yeah. He's just, yeah, he's, uh, he'll make all things new. So I, I kind of like that analogy. I, it, it was the analogy that uh, was of a 13, 14-year-old. How old was I when I made that name? but yeah so i've stuck with that ever since i've i haven't had the um energy (laughs) to think (laughs) of anything else right now so yeah i just
0: all the complications of switching over projects
1: exactly yeah so i've just stuck with that um yeah and it's kind of cool still to like still have that analogy attached to it so yeah that's why
0: do you have any plans to uh, make it like a full band or is it just going to be a solo project, do you think? I
1: think this one is probably just going to be a solo project because of how um, singer songwritery is. Mm. Um, yeah, it'll probably just be a solo project.
0: Then do you have plans to start a new project with a full band? Potentially. Potentially. Potentially.
1: So you know how I was saying, like with indie rock, I really gravitate towards that a lot too. I might get into that again and actually form a band and get a... Uh, indie rock project out there or alternative rock whatever it is alt-pop alt-rock something like that some sort of music yeah something that sounds like um, what a lot of like what I listen to but yeah awesome so you did you
2: hmm
0: questions
1: yes uh (laughs) (laughs) answers (laughs) right right right
0: (laughs) you know I keep forgetting that uh, the Chronicles of Narnia is more than one book
1: oh yes and just not the movie it's yep yeah, it's Not just well, the, the, the three, yeah, well, the three movies, and those were th- amazing. There's, those, That's so, right. After There's they sold it, so they sold it to um, 20th Century, like after Prince Caspian, and then Prince Caspian was, like, amazing. Really, I don't know why they, when they came out with Voyage to the Dawn Treader, it was, it, it the bar was up here for, um, after Prince Caspian, because, like, that was an amazing movie. And then... Don Treader was just awful, just awful. honestly <laughs> like the expect expectations were really high and like it 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 captured the story pretty well but it went and did its own thing and which worked for Prince Caspian it did not work for mm-hmm. Voice of Don Treader for the movies anyway and now I think that I think the whole series has been bought by Netflix so they might put out something else um like as a series maybe I don't know but yeah. I feel. I
0: feel like books should be a series anyway. Should be done as series. Yeah, done as um, it.
1: Done as like a series or a show or a miniseries. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, because it's like chapters. Really. How you
0: gonna, yeah. How are you gonna fit a whole entire book? Yeah. Into... I mean, that's what
1: they That's what they've been doing with uh, like a lot of shows recently. I yeah. mean, they just they're now doing the Rings of Power, um, which is what's well, not even based on a book, but yeah. yeah I mean, well, I guess well, kind of. I don't so. have much
2: hope
0: for that
1: one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the other one? Wheel, uh, Wheel of Time. Also, mm. that one was based on a book, and yeah, I don't know. I didn't read those books, but I mean, it translated okay, I guess. So I'm curious,
0: for uh, as a as a as a Christian and a worship leader, yes, what are some of the things you have to think about? Some of the. Th- some of the considerations you have to take into consideration <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Uh, for being a worship leader. What, what are some of the, uh, some of the, like, what are some of your responsibilities? Um, music choice,
1: et cetera. When it comes to like the, the, uh, job itself, job itself. Okay. So when I, well, let's see, like as far as music choices or like team choices, or are we talking like the whole realm of what the job, um, Let's start broad and we'll narrow it okay, in. Okay, sounds good. So um, for me, my, I'll, I'll start with basically my whole mission slash vision. Um, I really want to involve as many people as possible at in serving because the more you serve, the more you're connected with each other. And um, and I think it's, it's more glorifying because you have uh, a, a huge body of believers that have the same goal of bringing... Um, People before the throne of God uh unified, and uh, when it becomes more people, then you don't have the focus on like one person mm. or uh, fewer people that become like like like, like I was saying earlier with like with the Christian celebrity culture i we don't want that at all, so to involve as many people as possible is a really good um, and I think it's healthy um, and f- as far as music choices uh it's it, It's always tough, because uh, there's so much stuff that you could do. There's like there's so much stuff now, uh, and so much stuff that you want to change, but mm. it's not legal. <laughs> so um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we've been doing that's um, we, we've really been liking the Worship Initiative. Um, there's stuff. let's see. I mean, there's been Hill songs, songs have been good. Uh, Shane and Shane. What, yeah,
0: so. I'm curious, what changes would you make if you were allowed to, to songs?
1: To songs? Yeah. Some songs, there are certain lines or, or phrases that we don't always think are um, beneficial for, like, congregational worship. So sometimes it's... Like Corey Asbury? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other topic. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> Um, like that. I'm trying to think of a of a good example. Um, oh, uh, let's see. Oh, so for like, uh, there's this there's this new song called "Simple Kingdom" mm. by uh, let's see who is it? Brian and Katie Torball and Cody Carnes. And there's this line that goes, "Your kingdom is coming. Your kingdom is here," which, which right. yeah, your kingdom is here. Like that line itself is true in like uh what's the verse that talks about it being it's like the the already not yet like yes yeah, already not yet. we yes. are the kingdom but but it's technically in, his kingdom coming. is coming so it it would make more sense to say your kingdom is coming your kingdom is near mm. um but it's not legal to change right of course to, because of copyright so that that's one that's one instance where that would be that would make more sense uh, especially for congregational worship but yeah that's an instance Okay, there's like we don't do a whole like we don't um, there's not a ton of songs that we are like oh that we can't do that there's not there's not like a whole list of songs of course like, oh. right yeah but, and there's
0: stuff that's that can be you know done and explained away yeah exactly right. yeah
1: so like Honey in the Rock that's a like a brand new song uh, like people you really have to explain that one like uh, like the verses that it it goes with, like "Honey in the Rock." Never heard that one. Yeah, uh, you never heard that. That's, uh, no, never heard that one. Who's yeah. done that? Uh, Brooke Liggertwood, or whatever her name is, um, from Hillsong had her own su- su- uh, solo Sing- project.
0: Okay, yeah, I I must admit I'm not as as up to up to date with yeah. all the Christian songs as yeah. I'd like to be.
1: That one came out this past year, I believe, like pretty recently, and uh, we've we've done that one at church, and that's one that we've had to explain. Mm. Um, but it's a great song, and I think it's, it's great it's a great um, uh, let's see, it's kind of like Jaira, where you're talking about the Lord is your provider. But also um, Honey in the Rock is like um, because honey in the Bible was a sweetener. Yeah. So Jesus is like our provider as well as the sweetener for life. And it's just uh, because, like, it, it goes back to that old hymn, like, it's so sweet to trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so you get to tie those together. And it's, it's, I think it's a great song. That's cool. Yeah. So speaking of
0: new songs, you have a new song out.
1: I do, yes, from my Narrowhaven project, yes. Talk about it. So uh, Sympathy, this one was, well, oh, man, dr- going from completely different uh, spectrum. This one was based off of the movies of the Daniel Craig Bond movies really <laughs> yes actually so uh this one started out um i wanted to kind of portray the um the checkered past um of james bond and him learning to trust uh, so it was like the last two movies the uh what was it uh specter 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 and uh no time to die yeah. so really um going into that love relationship that he had and um Talking about how his checkered past and her um, secrets, um, like and th- those two personalities, but they they needed each other really, and they complemented each other. So um, yeah, it's just really talking about those two, and yeah, and kind of like it's loosely based on that because right. it's also um, kind of talking from personal experiences too, not like explicitly, but like there's thrown in in there some. Sometimes, so.
0: so, this is sympathy from the narrow haven.
2: Yeah. Resident of a mansion with halls I'd never mentioned and rooms that I don't think I've ever seen. Skeletons in the closet. With shirts I haven't worn yet And clothes I've worn since I was seventeen Close the door and bolt it shut Cause you're the only one I trust What can I do to help you feel the same for me? Baby, don't be unforgiving Cause I already have no sympathy for myself And darling, I'd be more than willing To put my cold heart in your hands and let it melt Shrouded in all your secrets With walls to hide your weakness a resolute but hopeless mystery But I can see through the surface You're alone to hide your loneliness And that know cause you're an awful lot like me So baby don't be unforgiving Cause I always really I have no sympathy for myself And darling, I'd be more than willing To put my cold heart in your hands and let it melt So long after the days we are pushing the daisies I will be yours The thorns on the roses I may never know if I've seen them all I'll give you all of me Unreservedly yeah. Baby, don't be unforgiving Cause I already have no sympathy for myself Understand what I have felt I put my cold heart in your hands And let it melt.
0: And that was Sympathy from Narrow Haven. Tell me about the compositional process or the, the songwriting, songwriting process for that one. Yeah, so
1: that one um, started out with the piano. Um, and, well, the piano and the melody. So um, I was really inspired by uh Phineas's uh What They'll Say About Us. Mm. That song was really um uh, inspiring to me for like the sound of it. Um and then because of the uh the James Bond movies, I wanted to make it very cinematic um and very um kind of Han Zimmery almost. Yeah. And um, it, that yeah, I think it all came together and kind of sounded like that. Um but still like that chill kind of aspect and chill and sad um and singer songwritery cuz that's me. Um and then there was a lot of other influences like uh like that last chorus with the with the staccato um uh staccato vocals in the background. That was really inspired by Labyrinth and his um uh he did the soundtrack for Euphoria, which I haven't watched. But um You I mean Hans Zimmer? No, Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so Labyrinth. A movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so this is uh, um, an artist named Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy that wrote, uh, who was it? Jealous, I think.
2: Jealous. Oh, sometimes. yeah. Yeah, that guy.
1: I play that song all the time. He's a phenomenal composer and, and songwriter. Um, he wrote a whole bunch of other songs, like hit songs back in the day. But then he wrote uh, the soundtrack for the Euphoria shows, which, I mean, I haven't seen any of them. But, like, the music is amazing like uh that was for uh angels uh, what was it angel sing i mm. think um but yeah that was uh, it was just a beautiful soundtrack, and um yeah, I think he did most of like the production and stuff like all himself, like it's just wow, tons of songs, and he did them all himself so yeah that's yeah he's pretty cool, um so that was really inspiring for me, and then um I think it took me the longest to write the lyrics. I think lyrics usually takes me the longest for anything, uh, just because I I value lyrics in songs so much, and I hate for lyrics to sound cheesy, and Mm. cheesy and cliche. So um, I really try to take my time on that. But in other instances, though, it makes sense to write the cliche line or something like that because it's familiar and because it's kind of what you expect because it's a pop scene, really. Yeah. Um and you're trying to reach as many people as possible. It's cliche
0: cliche for a reason.
1: Yeah, exactly. So and it and because it, because it works. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's tough because you try to find like the healthy balance between those two, without trying to um without trying to be too different, without trying to be too cliche. Um. So, there's yeah.
0: been a few genres coming out uh i don't know what to call it but each each of its genre like there's a, a country song that says this is the worst country song of all of uh, all time it's the best country song i've ever heard <laughs> that's great uh, because it's satirical because like, it's so satirical like satirical yeah. music i've been getting so much into i've yeah. heard this is the worship song song probably oh wait is that uh this is the chorus. Yes. It's in and loud now. Yep. Yeah. Stuff like that yeah. kills me. There's another country song, Uh, parked Here, Parked Out by the Lake. And the only lyrics in the entire song is, I'm parked out by the lake. A lake by Santa Fe, uh, 80 miles from Santa Fe. Uh-huh. And That's it goes it. throughout the entire country song. Oh,
1: my goodness. And it's
0: so good. <laughs> and the first time I listened to it, I didn't clock it until like yeah. the second verse. I was like, like, wait a minute. He's
1: just saying the same thing over and over. He's just again. saying
0: the same exactly. I, I was ashamed. Though. I was like, wait a minute. I wasn't I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was just like, oh, this is cool. And then and then it clicked. I'm like, yeah. this is the same exact lyric he's been singing yeah. this entire time. And,
1: and a lot of people could get away with that too. Because like that happens in music a lot of times. Yeah. Especially worship music. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Talk about the bridge fifty million yeah, times. Yeah. yeah, we won't get into that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, for sure.
0: So um yeah. what's the process like to Get something into a demo, mm-hmm. and then get that up into a final product.
1: Sure. Uh, for me, most of the times if I'm writing a demo, it's for church. Mm. Um, I usually write complete songs, and like, uh, well, for me, demos in Narrowhaven are just um, what's the what's the app uh, the the voice memos. So, like, Mm. that's basically a demo for me. Just play it and play it into the phone and then give that as a reference and then give other songs as a reference and then go into the studio and just make music. Um, But if I'm going to write a demo, then it would be for, like, worship music. So um, just to give the worship team that will be playing it an idea of what their part is going to sound like. So... So do you perform your own worship music at your church? Yes. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, and without trying to make it seem like it's like it's your music, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we've done like the most recent one we did was rather have Jesus. Um, I wrote that in uh January, I think, like pretty recently in this within the past year, and um, I recorded a demo of it and wanted to get um the team to to play it, um and I just had to write like a few uh different parts. So, um I'm ter- I'm terrible at drums. Like I I can't record drums at all. Like I can play drums, I just cannot I cannot record them at all.
2: Why? <laughs>
1: I just can't. I don't know why. I I have not I've not experimented with it enough. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't know the miking. I don't know how. I probably could learn it if I wanted to, but I really just Miked the kick and the snare, and just did that basically. Pretty much all you need, anyway. Yeah, that's that's exactly why. So, right. like, just to give people an idea of the groove, like the drummer, the idea of the groove. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah.
0: So talk to me about uh, the writing for I'd "Rather Have Jesus."
1: Yeah, so that one was a um, intentional um, writing based off of the hymn "I'd Rather Have Jesus." Mm. Um, just and but it was like a reflective kind of. Um, in saying that, um, I think I think the the lyrics really came first for that one, because that one was more of like a journal kind of thing, where uh, I was talking like, uh, Lord, you are worthy of the time that I have. There are so many other things that I could be giving my I could be giving my full attention to, but I I'd rather have you in in every every single moment. I'd rather have you. I'd rather have time with you because you are worthy of the time that um that i give so r- over every other thing i'd rather have jesus and so that those lyrics came i think almost right away for the chorus the chorus was simple and then um the verses um i was trying to rhyme the um the like the names for jesus with uh like it's it's it was a uh, it was a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm so sure. It took it took me a while. So I I've tried to intentionally write those like uh decently anyway. Um, but yeah, like speaking to the t- speaking to Jesus with uh with his names, like teacher, speak your word to me. Um, um what did I say?
2: Teacher speak your word to me.
1: Uh oh, what was it? Jesus lead us by your grace. Um master capture all my thoughts. Uh shepherd tether me to you Mm. so yeah so like the words try to to rhyme those like i like rhymes within rhymes that's really like my
0: rhymes within rhymes are really fun yeah
1: that's like my whole thing really yeah rhymes within rhymes like rhymes at the end of lines and going into the the next line like to rhyme it yeah i love rhymes within rhymes that's like my whole thing (laughs) so um yeah and then I don't remember how long the bridge took me, but that probably took me a while too. But yeah, that was that was that song.
0: And so we're going to listen to that now. So this is Rather Have Jesus. The demo. The just,
1: demo. Just the demo.
0: Just <laughs> the demo by Silas.
2: Teacher, speak your word to me And I will be intently listening Jesus, lead us by your grace We seek your face We look to you for everything nothing in this world compares to you. I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather be yours. I'd rather just sit at your feet and learn from you, my Lord, because there are so many other things I could give all of my attention. But Lord, I'd rather be yours, I'd rather be yours. I'd rather have Jesus. Master, capture. Shepherd, tether me to you. And in all I do, I long for you to guide my heart. There's nothing in this world compares to you. So remind me I need your point of view. Yes, I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather. you, my Lord, there are so many other things I could give all of my attention, but Lord, I'd rather be yours, I'd rather be yours, with no more excuses, no more negotiations, you have my full attention, more than Here, the maker of the heavens wants to have a conversation with me. And I'd rather have Jesus. I'd rather be yours. I'd rather just sit at your feet and learn from you, my Lord, Cause there are so many other things.
0: that was Rather Have Jesus by Silas, and that might be the only place you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps. Perhaps, we, may-, may have. We might,
1: we might get that recorded and actually um, published, but we'll see. But if you're ever going to hear it, you might hear it at our church. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so... Are you okay with giving that a church name and words out of? I mean, sure, yeah, that's fine. Go for it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh I go to Calvary Chapel Delta. I'm the worship leader there. Um it's in like the bottom of Pennsylvania in York County. Um yeah, so what we do uh, what we do at Calvary Chapel is we go we go through the word really and we just go um from like line by line verse by verse and um and study the word and that's it's basically what it is and our worship is um mostly contemporary um some traditional aspects but it's mostly there's a song after every single verse relating <laughs> back to the <laughs> Exactly. No. Yeah. so yeah it doesn't like it doesn't matter where like what day it is really we're, if we were in 1 Corinthians 13 last week we'll be in 1 Corinthians 13, 14 this week like it's
0: so it's one of the churches that that like goes through each book exactly as yeah. as, yeah, as so, its own series.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the book is so where we're at in the Bible defines where we're teaching from, basically. Right. So like, it's not always a uh, if we finish, if we finish Job, we're going to Psalms, or like if we finish, um, if we finish, what so we're, if we finish John? If we finish John, we're going to Acts. Like that's not usually how it goes. Like if we finish one book, one book, then you can book. go to a different book. But sometimes we'll go straight through. Like we did finish Job and go to Psalms. We're probably going to go to Proverbs after that. Um, yeah, it just we just try to go through the whole Bible. So That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I've
0: always appreciated churches like that uh, because it's more. I find them. Uh, it's more like it's kind of more like school in some in some aspect. Yeah,
1: it is kind of academical, but in in the sense that we're studying, but it's also just trying to hear from the Lord because like. Um, Worship should be conversational, I believe, mm-hmm. and uh, worshiping the Lord should be like pray- Oh, I should say, prayer should be conversational. Worship it should be just just be to the Lord, but worship should be conversational. Uh, prayer should be conversational. So that's kind of what we're doing. Um, yeah, so like talking to the Lord through worship, hearing from the Lord through His Word, and responding, and um, trying to make that like a daily habit.
0: Yeah. No. I I really appreciate it because I – and I'm going to make an assumption, correct me if I'm wrong, but you get a lot of context that way. Exactly, yeah. And you truly understand, okay, this psalm was written at this point in David or whoever's written yep. it life. Yep. This is exactly what was happening, and mm-hmm. this is the reason why he's writing this way. This is why he's writing this lament. This is why he's writing this praise song. Exactly. Um, You know, because it, it's – I mean <laughs> – Granted, the psalms don't give a lot of context it's to yeah. to where where uh, David or whoever the song songwriter, songwriter psalm writer
1: it. yeah is at
0: yeah exactly and so I really appreciate about that a lot of churches because some churches just do the sermon on whatever yeah the pastor dictates yeah and that can be many different different ways yeah. Uh, but I do love the churches that go through it in a more metho- metho- methodical. Methodical, methodical way sure. and uh, give context because that's what a lot of Christians are missing is yeah, the context.
1: Exactly. exactly, yeah.
0: And that's the stuff we need to uh, pay attention to the most. Yeah. Because without context, you can make any, any verse say what you want it to say.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Yes, so if you want to hear any any of that stuff and hear a church go to a church like that, go check out Silas's church yeah so how does one as a as a person with a family how do you balance between your music writing uh producing and then uh having to i don't I hate to say deal <laughs> <laughs> having to balance that to balance with, that with, 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 the family. with the family yeah
1: sure um for me, well we really try to. Prioritize family over everything else. Mm -hmm. Like even in church settings, in every every setting, prioritize family over everything else. Time with family is for me especially important Um, uh, because I have a daughter and I have a wife, and we um, and we love each other. So (laughs) yeah, we we prioritize that really over everything. Uh, We try to do most things together. When it comes to like um, songwriting and uh, my own like music project um, we schedule out that time. So Mm. we'll have, we'll make sure that we'll have time. Um, it'll probably be like on my day off, but it's not that often that I go to the studio. Like if I'm, if I'm writing, I do that on my own time. Like usually I can write, um, half of a song like on the drive home and yeah. So
0: how do you do that without crashing?
1: It's it's just it just happens in my head. Oh yeah. So, you remember that? Oh yeah. Yeah. So you think of, you think of the melody. Sometimes I'll just put put on a voice voice note. That's a why note, that's enough, why so it's now. that's why it's so melodically and lyrically driven. So like mm. you think of the lyric and the melody as you're singing it.
0: So I can I thought of a a melody lyric yesterday and mm. I was like I remember it.
1: Yeah. Voice notes. Voice notes. I know. I know. Get yep, those voice memos. Yeah. So for me that's that's a huge uh, benefit. And then, like, sometimes on my own time, like, uh, when uh, when Brielle's gone to bed, like, when my daughter's gone to bed, I'll just sit down with the guitar or whatever and just write. Or just sit down with my notes sometimes, because sometimes it'll just um, just be in my head, like, the music and the lyrics. And then sometimes I just have to write down lyrics. Does and
0: your daughter sing with you?
1: <laughs> she Well, she knows her ABCs, so, <laughs> so we sing that a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and Jesus Loves Me was her favorite song too, so yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so yeah.
0: So uh, running out of time here, I have some general questions. Yeah, sure. What are some mistakes that maybe you think you have made or you've seen other worship leaders make that uh, that you would like to prevent and or have others that come after you mm. be aware of?
1: That's mm. That's a very deep general question. Uh, That's a good question, though. Uh, I think... um, hmm, That's that's a good question. Some mistakes. I think uh, discrepancy against certain songs kind of leads you down a path that you don't want to go down. Mm. And um, thinking about the... um, Thinking about the theology way more than you actually need to is tends to be um, a drag, and causes people to not want to worship. Like it takes it takes other people out of a worship mindset with you. Mm. So, and it's it's tough too because you want to worship in the right way, but at the same time you want to be able to um, create a um a culture where you're able to um to worship freely without the um i guess without the the noise the do- yeah the i guess kind of making it dogmatic in a sense
0: you want it to be organic without it being robotic exactly
1: yeah yeah that's exactly it so i think that's that's the biggest thing um and prioritizing that over everything is it doesn't it doesn't help anybody really um i mean it, it helps those that are um that are looking for that for sure but like overall yeah it just makes more sense so then in
0: regards to worship what is
1: worship what is worship what is worship that's a daily act of um prioritizing your time to give to the lord um, and everything that you do to do it for him and to um, to glorify him in, in whatever you're doing, basically.
0: What is one thing that you know now that you wish you had known
1: when you first started? Hmm. In in worship leading or in songwriting? In or worship
0: any? leading, songwriting, um, family. <laughs> yeah.
1: in any. Well, okay. That's <laughs> one thing I know now that I wish I had known. Man. We can think of the songwriting. Let's see. Uh that is a good question. Man, I'm drawing a blank now, too. Um, probably. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I'm gonna think deeply on this. What is one yeah? Something sometimes I take things way too seriously and actually think other of like Multiple. Wait, I need, yeah, exactly. So, hmm. Uh, probably the melody thing, like melody and lyric songwriting, um, because that saves so much time, as far as like um writing for sure. It saves a lot of time to write to write in a way that is memorable to you, so that Definitely. it is memorable for everybody else. Um, it's it it made things so much easier and way more um memorable for me, and made my songs a hundred percent better, like. It it turned a it can turn a mediocre songwriter into a really good songwriter. Yeah. So and like finding rhymes within rhymes, um, for me it took a while to figure that out, but yeah, I think overall it it really helped me in my songwriting process and made it more interesting.
0: I'm curious, as a father, what is one thing you didn't expect when it came to having a child?
1: Hmm, something I didn't expect. I mean, I grew up with a lot of kids in my family, so I'm I'm actually the second oldest of eleven kids. Oh wow! So my youngest. So your sim- experience? I'm I'm pretty experienced. Like I I knew was that what I was expecting when it came to having a kid. Well, like not, like my own kid. Right. Like having my own kid was like. It's, it was so different it it's it is different because like you it's are yours. you are the caretaker you are the you're responsible for how they grow up you're responsible for what they learn and yeah that was that it kind of it's kind of a shock but um yeah so i was i was 19 when i became a dad and so i've had to grow up real quick when it come when it came to that so um, but because I had so many siblings, um, I had already kind of taken on that role in certain, in, in kind of certain areas already, but it was just to a level that, um, that I had to get ready for, like at that you become ready for it. Of course. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's just brand new. Just brand new. Yeah. And I'm sure the
0: stakes are just heightened. Oh, for That's sure. Like, <laughs> it's just oh, for like, sure. That's mine.
1: Yep. Yep. Stay away. That is my responsibility now. Yes.
0: How have you found your faith challenged or grown throughout your career?
1: Uh let's see. Uh, when COVID hit, that was real tough because there was no community um aspect to uh the worship to our like our worship lives really. We stayed home and quarantined for a huge portion of that. And that was rough. It was kinda tough. It it caused me to question a lot of things. Like the whole um there was a lot of people that were like reconstructing and everything mm. their their faith, which like uh, I I can totally get because I could I could see what the culture had created and there was a lot of things that were exposed that um that needed to be exposed, but it caused me to question some things and 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 took me to certain places like in my in my thought in my thoughts that I probably didn't need to go to mm. that I I mean. I think, but because of that, that my my faith has strengthened even more, and it's been uh, like the church that we're at now. It's just been refreshing. It's been helping us um, to grow a lot more. It's been, yeah. I think I think in in terms of like my faith, I I'm like not as strong as I was when I was like uh, I don't want to say strong, not as uh, passionate. As I was when I was first um, starting out with college, but um, I think passionate in the right areas more. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what.
0: And one last question: okay. What is one of the funniest or funnest things that have ever happened to you during a performance?
1: During a perfor- oh my goodness, my okay so <laughs> my voice cracks like out of the blue, and. Every time. Uh, Let's see. There are so many times that I've I've had voice cracks. Um, I'm trying to think of the best one. I can't think of a a a really good one recently. But there's like any time, anytime I try to go for like a high note and it just cracks like out of nowhere. And I'm just like,
0: okay, okay. okay. (laughs) keep going. (laughs)
1: So you know how you like have those vo- vocal cracks, and then like you try to sing louder right after that, so that you're like, "That didn't happen." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> try to cover it up, cover ex- up the fact. Ex- exactly.
0: It was a stylistic choice, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It just shows the emotion more. <laughs> right, right, right.
1: Yeah. So that's probably that'd probably be it. Yeah.
0: What was? Oh, one last question, because sure, I, I yeah. just want to know this. What was? Uh, what is? Has been. And what is your reaction to uh, all the people that say you sound like Phil
1: Wickham? <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I kind of see it. It's it, it's because I was so heavily influenced by him in like my upbringing that I sound like him. Because like you sound like who you listen to the most, mm. really, and it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's gotten old after. <laughs> <laughs> was, I'm like, sure after the first year, it was like. Yeah, I already know. Yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Yep. <laughs> who do you? Who do you think I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, there's there are some people that that have said other names, but usually the name goes back to Phil Wickham. Like, and I think my tone has grown a lot more over oh, the past, sure. like even the last year, and it's.
0: Um, so some of these didn't sound like Phil Wickham exactly. At all.
1: Yeah, because that's it's the the tone has changed and the influence has changed mm. and the. Um, the recognition of my own voice has um grown. So, so yeah. But I get where that's coming from. No, it
0: it was definitely throughout
1: the first few few years, at least. That yep.
0: I, whenever you sang, particularly when you sang a Phil Wickham song, I was yeah. like, "That's Phil Wickham."
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Even most recently, like when I when I cover worship songs, people like comment on my posts or whatever, be like, oh, "You sound so much like Phil Wickham." Like, yes. Thanks. Yeah, I know. Also, Thank you. I know. Ah, uh, yeah, he's a great influence, he's a good, he's, he's, and all that. But yeah, he's right. like I—I I have nothing against him. I—I I love. He's a phenomenal singer, right? Like, of course. If there's anybody I would want to be compared to, it would probably be him. Like over, basically anybody else in the worship industry. Really? Probably. Yeah. Wow. It's it. It's probably one of the smoothest voices out there. He does
0: have an incredible voice, yes, for sure.
1: Like if yeah, if there was anybody else, it would probably I would want to be compared to, I can't think of another name. Maybe Mark Barlow Mm. at that point. But um, yeah, I'm not there yet. (laughs) Mark Barlow's got such a smooth voice. And yeah.
0: And I I, I, I said last question twice now, but do you have any future projects (laughs) coming out? Future projects,
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I'm still working on uh, the EP Mm. for Narrowhaven, and that's probably going to come out at some point in the fall slash winter of this year. Yeah.
0: So if you want to have any updates on that, you can follow him at his link tree, yep. Narrow Haven Music, and you can find Silas also at his church. With all that said, I hope you guys have had a wonderful, rest, uh, wonderful day. Please be sure if you uh, like or support this channel and what I'm doing, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, share with all your friends. Be sure to check out uh, the shop where we have stickers and merchandise there. Because that really does help out. Tomorrow we're gonna to be having on Jess Canzi. He's uh one of the, one of the hosts and uh program people. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's uh but he's definitely a host of, of a podcast on uh on U Street Media, which is a local company uh that specializes in getting minority voices out, whether it be through comedy, music, etc. So I'm really excited to hear about that. If you want to tune in tomorrow to listen to that, please be sure to do that. <laughs> uh, dude, listen, talking, is, I'm supposed to be good at talking because I do talking this. Talking nonstop,
1: yeah. yeah. It, I can't it's so do it. Tough. It's yeah. so tough. Dude, like for me, when I pray at, as a worship leader, oh, it's – I had to grow into that. It took so long.
0: <laughs> That's another good
1: question. Yeah. How does
0: one pray on the spot without it sounding so cheesy? Oh goodness! And it, like, how does how do how do you make an organic prayer? Because that was the biggest problem I had at LBC. It's
1: still a problem. Like I, you still have to grow into it. Yeah, but yeah,
0: there you go. Well, hey, <laughs> another another question for another time. Yeah. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.